On today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, we had WrestleMania 39 last weekend, NXT Stand and Deliver last weekend, WWE got 51% of its company bought, Vince McMahon's back, Raw after Mania was an all-timer, NXT had a good week, AEW is on the rise again, I think. Thanks to Vince McMahon. There is so much to talk about. Backstage news surrounding the Raw after Mania, Vince being back, the WWE sale. And none of that even has to deal with the biggest pay-per-view of the year that happened last weekend. Supercard of Honor. I mean, WrestleMania. Um, Didn't watch Supercard of Honor, in case anyone was wondering. Uh, I took a look at that on Saturday morning, and it was still $40. And I said... Screw that. Uh, and Joe came up last weekend. Joe and Bree came up to visit, watch WrestleMania. We had a blast. We got really drunk. And we're going to talk about it. It was, I would say, very good. I, I had a great time until Sunday night at 11.30. About that time. That's about when I did not have a good time. And Joe was visibly upset, but we'll get to that. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT Joe, you ready to go? Yep. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 100 of Dudes Talking Wrestling. I'm Dylan. I'm joined by Joe. And we did it, Joe. 100 episodes. 100 all without, episodes. All without Chad. We made it. <laughs> we didn't even need him to get here. That's true. I can't believe it. It is pretty funny how it works out. Like, I mean, we take two weeks off a year, so 50 episodes a year. It makes a lot of sense. Yes, that does make sense. So once we hit our 10-year point, we'll be on episode 500. We're not doing this for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, 10's for well, 20. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's a lot of talk there's a lot to talk about. I don't want this episode to be crazy long. Um so the news, we can talk a l- we can talk about a lot of news if we just go in chronological order. And just talk about all the Vince stuff when we get to Raw. Um, the only the the only things that we really can talk about before we get into Mania is really the only thing that happened before Mania was there was a, Michael Cole at some point since the last time we recorded said that he could see himself retiring in four years or that he would like to retire in four years. Is can- that something that we want? Uh, if Vince starts whispering in his ear again, yes. 
I think Michael Cole had an all-time WrestleMania. Some of his calls were amazing. Which is why I said if Vince McMahon starts whispering in his ear again, yes. So I think, and we, we can get into this later, and we will. I don't think, it, I I saw the rumor, where it, it's uh, Thursday right now, so SmackDown's tomorrow. I saw the rumor that Vince will be either at SmackDown or controlling it remotely. So Vince is definitely back. Uh, the commentary will suffer for that, but I don't everything think Vince, will suffer. I don't think Vince is going to be around for that long uh, with the whole Endeavor stuff happening. I could definitely see once all of this goes through and becomes official and there's actually however many members of the board are Endeavor that outnumber WWE members, eventually he will get voted off, off the board and he will be fucking gone. Now, how long that takes, six months, a year, 18 months, 24 months, we don't know yet, but it will happen. And I just hope it's sooner than rather than later. Or he dies. That could also happen. You know, people die every day. Who's to say Vince McMahon's not going to die? And you know what? Actually, Bushwhacker Butch died over the over WrestleMania weekend. That's true. RIP to him. RIP. All the other news we can talk about when we get to Raw, the sale, the Vince stuff. Um, but I guess that was a little sneak preek sneak preview sneak of it. Sneak preek. Sneak preek. It's a preview and a peek. Uh, but what we can do is quickly mention that the night before WrestleMania night one, we had SmackDown. And really the only thing that needs mentioning before we get into WrestleMania is that Bobby Lashley won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and his career is off to new heights. <laughs> And that was basically all that happened on SmackDown that was worth talking about. Um, so we will get right into Saturday, NXT, Stand and Deliver. Um, as far as signs go for both shows, Night 1, Night 2, and NXT, Stand and Deliver, I got very little signs. I Everyone, think I got one sign for each show. Yeah. And my NXT sign was just Joe 316. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. I, I saw it. I pointed that out to you, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought NXT Stand and Deliver was a really good show. Uh, the first match on the card was a pre-show match, Chase U and Tyler Bate versus the Schism. And the winner of the match would gain control of Chase U. Um not much to talk about here. This was our first look at Ava Rain in the ring, as far as I can remember. Um, and she's great. Quite honestly, like what? Yeah, she was not. Um, all this made me think was like with the retros we've been watching was I miss the old mixed tag team match rules. Yeah, because Cocaine Thea Hale would have been like just kicking the shit out of Joe Gacy or the Grizzled Young Vets would have been hilarious in this match. I mean, yeah. she did go after them a little bit, but it wasn't like anything that they couldn't handle. And it was just kind of comical instead of like, oh, shit, that girl just beat them up as like sometimes that would happen back in the day. 
especially like when Sable was in a match. Yeah. But that was mostly her turning on Mark Miro. Or Lita. Yeah, Lita was amazing. Yeah. Still, well, not so much anymore. She wasn't that great. Trish still has it. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, but the big thing that happened in this match was one Tyler Bate. He was awesome as always, but it's always awesome. That's what I, that's, we, that's who I predicted to win. Just Tyler Bate. Yeah, that's true. Um, we got the visual of Duke Hudson turning on chase. U. he took off his shirt, took off the headband, joined sides with the schism during the match. And then it looked like it was five on three. Duke kind of backed away um, behind the schism. And then the beatdown was on. And Chase U and Tyler Bate, but mostly Tyler Bate, wins the match. And I got a beer and a half. Dude, I remember when I thought Duke Hudson was going to be like one of the biggest heels in the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that didn't happen. He no, was in that breakout tournament, remember? Yeah, the one that he had Carmelo it, right? Hayes. Uh did he win it? No, he might have lost in the finals. Carmelo Hayes won it, I thought. I'm pretty sure Carmelo won it. Carmelo Hayes beat Odyssey Jones in the finals. Was it Odyssey Jones? It, it was. I remember. Okay. I would remember something like that. Because that's your boy. That was That was my jumping off point for liking Odyssey Jones so much. But now, he, uh, he fucking sucks. I think he lost this week. Uh, he had a match against Dijak, I think, this week. And I think he lost. I'm sure he did. Yeah, that's just kind of what he do. Um, but yeah, pre-show match, beer and a half, chase you, and uh, you know they still have control over their university, which is nice. You know, you don't want to get your academics taken away from you. You know, you got to teach the people the wrestlings, yes, and stuff like true. that. Uh, we open the main card with the ladder match for the women's NXT Women's Championship. So we had Roxanne Perez, Gigi Dolan. Zoe Stark, Indy Hartwell, Lyra Valkyria, and Tiffany's Epiphanies. Her name and is Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton. <laughs> <clears throat> and I think so. You've you've obviously gone back and watched NXT Stand and Deliver. Um, this I was I was watching by myself at this point, and Leslie at this point she left. She left the house. Uh, my my son was napping, and as soon as she left, of course he wakes up, and that was like right when this match started, and I had to deal with that pretty much through this entire match. So I'm very unsure if this beer rating is correct, but I think it is. Um, I'll just say it now. I got four and a half beers. Yeah. But yep. I I really enjoyed this match. Like lot great chemistry between all six of these women. Yeah. I I enjoyed this whole card up and down, honestly. But this this match was awesome. Um the only thing that I wanted to point out before the end of the match was that the ladders sounded plastic. They sounded no. like they were made of plastic. They're they're made of steel reinforced plastic. Possibly, but they didn't sound like it, Joe. <laughs> It really didn't sound like it. They couldn't have been full, like just straight up plastic, you know, because they were climbing on them. Yeah, but they could hold the women. They're not fat. Yeah, I guess it wasn't. Like we are. Yeah. 
I don't think a plastic ladder could hold me up, but it could right. definitely hold up Roxanne Perez. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> um, so we cut to the end of the match. Gigi Dolan probably had the best chance out of anyone that didn't win the match to grab the belt. She was up there by herself. Uh, no one was around. She's reaching for the belt, and all of a sudden, JC Jane interferes, climbs the ladder, knocks her off. That bitch. And yeah, so that's that rivalry is still going to continue. We didn't see anything with that on NXT this week that I can remember. Um, but then eventually, Indy Hartwell climbs the or no, she found herself in the middle of the ring, ladder in the middle of the ring. Um, and it was just like she couldn't bring herself to climb the ladder, and all of a sudden, you just see this this figure pop up behind her, and it's Dexter Loomis on the outside of the ring. The crowd goes fucking bananas. He crawls into the ring facing toward the ceiling, lying on his back, and he crawls beneath her crotch <laughs> and just gives her a thumbs up, and then she climbs the ladder and grabs it, and it fucking Indy Hartwell is the new NXT Women's Champion. Never um, would have guessed it. I... You the, almost the thing, guessed it. <laughs> the thing that upset me the most was, yeah, after Roxanne got added back into the match, as we all expected, I picked Roxanne. But before that happened, like when I had my preliminary predictions, like I said last week, I had Indy Hartwell winning this match. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Um, I think I picked Indy Hartwell to win the, uh, the what's it called, the Survivor Series match, the Iron Survivor match too. Yeah. Because like I think she won a last chance match to get in to get into that one as well, mm -hmm. and that's how she got into this ladder match. And that was just like I felt like she was the biggest quote unquote underdog that nobody thought could win, and that's why I thought it was a good pick. But then Roxanne got added back into this match, and I was like, I can't pick against Roxanne Perez. She's just now coming back. She's had she she had had a few title defenses, but not many, like. I guess she had had it for what four months because she won it from yeah. Mandy in November. Yeah, something like that. So, but big return index four and a half beers. Indy Hartwell, new NXT Women's Champion. Really good match. Yeah. Um, the next one was the NXT Tag Team Championships for the men. We had uh, the Gallus Boys, Tony D and his nut. And the Creed brothers. So there was something that they said either on the pre-show or toward the beginning of this match that I can't really remember. Um, but it was kind of crazy uh, to find this out. Gallus didn't need to be pinned or submitted to lose <laughs> their championship. <laughs> yeah, I must have missed that because I was driving. Mm. Yeah, they didn't they didn't need to be pinned or submitted to lose, which I, I just thought was crazy. So um luckily for them, another crazy rule for triple threat matches is also that there's no disqualification. Really? So you can have somebody come in and interfere and there's no disqualification. Um there are no rules. Yeah. Uh I also don't know about the beer rating for this match because during this one, my 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 ton, my son took a shit during this match <laughs> and I was still alone. So I had to do, I had to take care of that. Um, I can't remember if I paused it or not. I think I just paused it and then caught up eventually. So I think the beer rating should be good, but I got two and a quarter for this. Yeah. Um, 
but back to the whole triple threat rules that we always make fun of uh joe coffee returned and helped gallus retain the tag team titles here mm. so another return already we're in our second i mean dexter loomis is isn't that much of a return because he's on raw some to most weeks but it's a definitely an nxt return yeah uh which i think i counted for that but joe coffee is definitely a return he's been out for a while i don't know yeah. what the hell he's been doing probably injured i would assume but yeah joe coffee's back um prevents tony d and stacks from winning they were having a hell of a run at the end of the match tony d was just ordering stacks around on like what to do and then it would just be big move after big move and Tony Dean is nut trying to get the win and they just couldn't. And then Joe coffee eventually just squashed that. And the yeah. Gallus boys stay on top for two and a quarter. Two and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cool. Okay. Then we had the North American title match. Yeah. And In that, my opinion, best match of the night. You said match of the weekend. I said, well, this was before we watched WrestleMania. I said that this could very well be match of the weekend. I now obviously I only watched NXT and WrestleMania. I think the night one main event beat this. Okay. Strictly off of story purposes. Okay, that's fair. Um I mean, this didn't have, if you compare this to the Usos versus Kevin and Sammy story, this has negative story. Uh, I, maybe not. I mean, the open challenge thing has been a really good story. It's just, I think that if they were going to pay off the open challenge story, Axiom would have and should have won here. Yeah. That would have made sense for the story. But yeah. That's not really yeah, what happened. Axiom would have had to complete his story. Yeah, and really nobody other than... I mean, not many people completed their story That's this true. past weekend. Um, I would say MVP of the match, though, was Ilya Dragunov. Uh, MVP of the match that uh, didn't win, I guess. Yeah, he's he's incredible. He was everywhere during this match hard he's, like hard hit after hard hit big move after big move it was incredible to watch he's for sure a future united states champion intercontinental dude come on he's foreign <laughs> they're gonna give him the intercontinental championship oh yeah foreign guy has never won the united states championship I Rus- rusev is american um <laughs> kevin owens american. kevin owens is american uh Jinder Mahal, American. I'm yeah, I think of other United States champions. Rey Mysterio, American. I think he is. I'm just trying to think of any. Eddie Guerrero probably won it. No, he was European. Uh, well, he was not European, but he won the European Championship. Yeah, he was European. <laughs> oh, man, who the fuck else won the United States Championship that was not actually American? There were plenty, I'm sure. I know, but I can't think of any. That's the craziest part. I don't know. Dean Ambrose? No, he's from Ohio. Yeah, which is... I I, I always just think he's from Canada. 
Chris Jericho oh, married to Renee. Yeah, Chris Jericho. He was American. Is American. He's from Long Island. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's he's, enough of. He's that. from Manitoba, Canada. I think. Who? Chris Jericho? No yeah. way, dude. Go watch 2005 WWE during that heel run. He was def- maybe he was a face. I don't remember. He was certainly from Long Island, New York. Yeah, he is. He was born there because his dad was on tour when he was exactly, born. exactly. I mean, maybe he spent some time of his life in Winnipeg, but that's not where he's from. You know, that's fair. It's not where he grew up. It's not where he got his big start. I don't even know. Is Austin Theory American? I think so. I don't remember where he's from, but he def- he's definitely American. Georgia? Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, he's from Atlanta. I'm pretty sure Cesaro's been in the United Seamus? Yeah, but they're both American. Andrade? American. That's true. <laughs> um, I don't think Samoa there's ever- Joe? He's uh, the... I'm sorry. Ah, uh, shit. Samoan... America Samoa? Ameri- yeah, America Samoa. Yeah. Um, he's American. Shinsuke is American. Yeah. Bobby Roode's American. Well, I mean, I know I know so many Americans by the name of Shinsuke. Yeah. Bobby Roode's American. Yeah, definitely oh. not Canadian. Yeah. So you're you were right. I told Kofi you, Kingston's not- the only Amer- uh, non American who's ever won it. Oh yeah, Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, what were what match were we talking? Oh, the the North American <laughs> Championship. Um, let me see. This was incredible. Uh, dra- the, the other thing that Dragonov did was I I don't remember who. Let me see. Uh, JD McDonough was going for he he I think he hit his finisher and he was going, and he was it was definitely about to get a three count. Ilya Dragonov instead of jumping in and uh breaking up the pin, he jumps in the ring and breaks. Uh, he like stops the ref's hand from coming down for the three count, which I always love those. Um, and like the like the ladder match, like I don't, I don't think I I mentioned this during for the ladder match, but like every competitor in the match got a chance to shine. It was it there's just tons of near falls in this match, lots of tension, lots of suspense, and then Wesley won. Yep. Nobody picked Wesley to win. Nobody. I just didn't expect it. I didn't expect it at all. I Dragon Dragon Lee. It was either Dragon Lee, like everyone was on Dragon Lee except for me, who had Axiom. Yeah. But I told you all that Dragon Lee would not win that match. I told you that. But you also told us that. Never mind. It doesn't matter what you told us. I predicted Axiom would win. I told you Dragon Lee would not win. Idiot. No, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, but that also got four and a half beers. Mm-hmm. But really, like, Wesley retaining, who who is left for that title? I th- He's defended against a lot of people, and he also just defended against four pretty good contenders. I think he's faced Dijak. Um I think he's facing Axiom again soon. He'll probably face uh, Axiom again, Dragon Lee again. Yes, but like, oh, he's faced Nathan Frazier. I remember that. That was a really good match. Yeah. I think he's faced Tony D'Angelo. Like, 
there's not a whole lot of other single stars for him. Like Melo, Grayson, and Braun main event scene. But like, if you're going after that North American title, like who's in that scene that could compete? I don't know. New signy. Oh, dude, do you think do you think Jay White will go to NXT? No, I'm pretty sure he won't. <laughs> He'll probably go yeah, straight I'm... to the main roster. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, sweet. All right, cool. Um, I think I said, but that got four and a half beers, and then we had the unsanctioned match. The match that, in my opinion, did not deserve an unsanctioned match. Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Waller. Candice and Baby Wrestling in attendance. Dude, uh, when um, Baby Wrestling DDT'd Grayson Waller. Incredible. Oh, incredible. I mean, the Your baby's on older. Your baby's older and can't even DDT. He could spell it. No. He can't. <laughs> he can't. He's so dumb. <sighs> we had the doctor to- tell us that if he's not like saying more words in a few months, then he has to go see a psychiatrist, which is just going to be another bill. A psychiatrist, a psychiatrist or a pathologist? Because you know a couple of those. No, it's no, it's like it's a legitimately. It would be a psychiatrist. Oh, which. That's not going to help at all. And it's just yeah. going to be a big yeah. bill for us to pay. Camden, tell us why why you're not talking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep, I understood all of that. Now, why don't you tell me how you feel? Bah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Feeling pretty blah today. Fucking doctors. Just money suckers. That's yeah. why I never go to the doctor. Except except when I need to. Anyways, um, this match had a hilarious moment right at the beginning where they took the fight to the outside and Johnny threw Grayson over the announce desk and <laughs> Grayson hit Booker T while he was sitting in his chair and knocked Booker T over. And yeah. <laughs> Him and his chair over and book like you could just see Booker T out of the corner of the camera, just laying on the ground, like still kind of like attached to his chair. It was just a hilarious scene for that. Um, I mean, I thought this match was good. I just didn't really. I never thought that it warranted the unsanctioned stuff, like rule. And I mean, they bit they beat the shit out of each other. You saw Grayson's back. Yes, but. I don't think this was on the level of like any other unsanctioned match that I've ever seen. Like I expect unsanctioned matches to be a step below a death match. Uh, yeah, I basically the way I see unsanctioned matches in NXT are. It has to go on last because the ring will not be assembled at the end. Exactly. That's what they, that's what they've trained us to believe. And they pull like the floor up, like they pull the mats off the floor and do pile yeah. drivers onto the concrete and they rip the canvas up and they take the ropes apart and everything. Yeah. And that just didn't have, this didn't even go on second to last, Joseph. No, which is, I don't know. That's probably good. Yeah. Um, 
Johnny Gargano wins with a Gargano escape. It got four and a half beers. Uh, another funny moment from this was uh, Vic Joseph saying that it was hard for baby wrestling to watch this match. And luckily Booker T stepped in and was like, dude, he's not going to remember this. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he won't remember that. Like, yeah, <laughs> Vic Joseph is just dumb as shit. Like Vic Joseph, do you remember anything when you were a year old or however old that uh, baby wrestling is? Like, I don't think so, dude. I don't <sighs> probably not. That's my guess is that he doesn't because he's stupid. Yeah. Four and a half years for that. Uh, then we had the women's tag team championship match. Uh, Joe called this the pee break match. So if anyone wants to harass anyone on this show, uh, harass Joe for being sexist. No. Because. <laughs> no. Because I didn't call Charlotte and Rhea or Oscar and and and. Uh, like Bianca, Bianca? Uh, a pee break match. I called this a pee break match specifically because it wasn't good. I mean, the crowd was not into this either. I wasn't into this. Um, the only note I took from this match was it was really funny. The like just the funny visual of Brooks Jensen carrying Kiana James's like way too big purse at mm -hmm. ringside, and that was pretty much it. Um, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn win and are the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. And I'm excited for them to lose them already. Yeah. Oh, this got a beer and a half. Yeah. All right. Main event, NXT. I'm going to keep the train rolling. Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes. Would you say this match lived up to expectations? Uh, or did it exceed expectations? I would say it lived up to expectations. Yeah. My expectations were mediocre to good. And yeah. I would say that's somewhere where this match lies. I agree. Uh, and that is of no fault to one Carmelo Hayes, of no fault to one Trick Williams. It is quite literally Braun Breaker's fault. And I do not like him. And as of right now, after Tuesday night, I really don't like him. And I'm yeah. excited. I'm now excited for that. I'm excited. The fact that I really don't like him now. Um, but I mean, I mean, the, the crowd was booing Braun Breaker. I like, I just wanted, if you don't like, if you know what happened on Tuesday, you know what happened on Tuesday. We'll get to it later. But like, I just wanted Braun Breaker to turn on to turn heel during or after this match is what I wanted to happen. I think the effect there would have been so much bigger in my opinion. Um, let's see. I don't know what, what it is, but I guess Ariana Grace just had surgery. Okay. So she must have been injured and the the surgery is successful. Okay. That was very random. Well, I just read it. And okay. 
And I know I missed it by one match. I'm sorry. She wasn't in the last match. Not Ariana Grace? Yeah. She was in the second to last match. No, she wasn't. What? Kiana James and Fallon Henley versus Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. What? Ariana Grace hasn't been on TV in a while. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Did you think Kiana James was Ariana Grace? Yes. Oh, God, Joseph. <laughs> uh, now I don't know who Ariana or Kiana James is. <laughs> I don't. Well, I know who she's she the is. One, she's the one who looks like she's a secretary, but she's actually the boss. Yeah. But I don't know when she debuted because the women's breakout tournament last year. Because I'm pretty sure Ariana Grace had like the same gimmick. And then Kiana James came back to the to TV around the same time as Kiana James. Or sorry, Kiana James came back around the same time as Ariana Grace left. I'm pretty maybe sure they had the maybe same. Maybe they are the same. Maybe they are the same person, Joe. <laughs> so I, I honestly didn't even notice that one left in the other. <laughs> okay. Wow. I hope you leave that in. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I, I, I know that that we've talked a lot about Kiana James because she was the tag t- team champion. Yep, she was. Couldn't have told you a difference. Okay. Well, if you would have said Ariana Grace, I would have been like, "Yeah, the tag team champion." Okay. Oh my God, Joe. Okay. Um, Mellow, don't miss. Getting back to that, Mellow Carmelo Hayes is the new NXT champion. Thank the fucking Lord that they didn't drop the ball on that one. Um, it turns out that if you, you know, have a, a ton of success and everything that you don't need to have this one blunder on your career before you win the big one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's crazy. I don't know who would ever think that about somebody, but I don't know. Um, maybe that's something we'll talk about later on the show. Uh, but this Probably got one, this got 1.75 beers and NXT stand and deliver got 20.5 total beers. I did update the beer ratings database, Joseph. Okay. It is wrong tab. It is sitting at tied for 28th out of the 92 pay-per-views we've watched. Oh, boy. We watched 92 pay-per-views. That's a lot of that's a lot of pay-per-views. Yeah, that is a lot. Um, now WrestleMania night one and night two counts as two pay-per-views, and that's two years in a row that we've done that. But you know, that's beside the point. Um, speaking of, should we get into WrestleMania? Yeah, let's mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's do it. Joe, you were here for WrestleMania. Did you did you see any signs? No, there weren't any. The only sign that I wrote down was the one that I told you about that said, I sold my heart for tickets. And I personally find that hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't buy it. The heart or the story. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good point. Um, I took a note that said the Miz and Snoop Dogg opened the show. I don't really remember what that was about, but they the Miz and Snoop Dogg were just running rampant on this both nights of WrestleMania. Snoop Dogg was everywhere. Brie immediately getting her points for appearance just just really solidified the whole weekend. It did for her. Um, but the first match, a lot of people are real sour on this, Joe. Austin Theory versus Jonathan Cena. A lot of people think Joe John Joe Cena. John Cena like slept walked walked through this match. Well, he did. How do you know that? I don't when you can't even see him. That's true. Um I didn't think it was good. John Cena looked sick. He looked pale. He looked thin. Mm Mm-hmm. Which could be for a role that he has upcoming, but still Or or it's just he doesn't work out as hard anymore because he's more into acting than taking his shirt off every week. Bald spot didn't look great. That's fine. John Cena is done maybe maybe he's not he's not wrestled his last match but he's done yeah i think so too i personally don't care if i never see him wrestle again because quite honestly i don't know if he could ever have a good match again after watching this i mean he had a good match six months ago did he though was it six months ago or was it? A, it was literally like December 30th or 31st. Oh, I'm thinking of a year and six months ago at SummerSlam. I mean, that was a year and six months ago. Also, that was against <laughs> Roman Reigns. Yeah. Who could right, wrestle? We're talking a, about that one, right? What's that? We're talking about yeah, that one, that's right? the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, Roman Reigns is better than Austin Theory. That's true. Roman Reigns right could... Could ride a broomstick or something like that. He I don't remember. Ride I don't a, remember how it goes. He could ride circles on a broomstick around Austin Theory. Yeah. Um. This was also the point where we realized Pat McAfee wasn't going to be on commentary. Um. It's just really sad that we didn't see Pat McAfee at all this weekend. Uh. Okay. <laughs> uh. Theory one. Even though the the title, yeah, there was a point where he tapped out to probably the STF. I didn't write down what it was. I think it was an Uh, STF, but he tapped out. But the there the ref got bumped. Ref didn't see it. Uh, Theory hit a low blow and then hit the A town down, and won the match, retained the title, and they got a beer and a quarter. That it did. That it did. Yeah, the matches didn't really get a lot of beers. Surprisingly, this next match, the men's showcase fatal four-way tag team match, um, which appears to have been for nothing, but we'll talk about that when we get to Raw. This match definitely exceeded expectations. Yeah, I think so too. It was this a lot was of fun. Really good. However, it didn't get a lot of beers. No. Now, was that because we were watching, you know, together in person? Maybe we missed something because we were talking. I don't know. And it was a tag match, which is crazy. It only got one beer. But this this match was awesome. Um, some, some small notes. 
Uh, Sarah Logan didn't wear shoes to the ring, which I thought was disgusting. Um, Otis had a lot of butt sweat. I don't know if you remember us talking about that. Yeah. A lot of butts, a lot of butt sweat on Otis. And then, yeah, well, he chose the wrong color, honestly. Yeah, it was. I think it was red or gold or something. It was gold, red and gold. You could just see all the butt sweat. It was kind of gross. Every um, single piece of butt sweat. You could see every droplet forming in and around his ass crack. Um, the big spot of the match was like this huge superplex spot, like a tower superplex spot, which was pretty oh, yeah. cool. It was um, very big. And then also another big highlight was Braun Strowman at one point. He went around to do the choo-choo train thing, and he got his fucking shit wrecked by Angelo Dawkins, which was amazing. Yeah, it was really. I, I think the choo-choo train thing is dumb as shit. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Um, And the Street Profits won. So we all got this one wrong too. Yeah. Everyone. Oh, wait, no. Somebody got it right. I don't remember who it was, but um, everyone else either picked the Viking Raiders or Braun and Ricochet. And it only got a beer. A beer? Many tags as there were. How's that possible? I don't know. The world may never know. Chat really, will let really, us know. Yeah, Chad will let us know. He's got the technology. Because we have the technology yeah. to bring him back soon. That's very, true. Very, very soon. Nailed it. Okay. Let's get into the next match. Um, Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. And Joe... You have some explaining to do. I told you that I would write this note down and I would make you talk about it on the show. You don't like Seth Rollins music? No, not really. Why? It just doesn't do anything for me. Like when you say that, you mean like it doesn't give you a boner like it does for everyone else? Yeah, it does not give for well, first off, it doesn't give me a boner. Second off, I didn't know it gave everyone else a boner. Yeah, it's crazy. And third, yeah, it just doesn't do much for me, dude. It's just like, I, I I think I like his old music so much. It's not even that much different, though. It's way different. It's not that much different. It is way different. Like, okay, yeah, it's kind of different. It's pretty different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't do anything for me. Like, I... Yeah. Nothing yeah. else. I also don't like um careful uh, that other music that you like. Um well it's a whole genre of like electronic music. You don't like okay, so you don't like EDM. Skid bops? Oh yeah. <laughs> Skid <laughs> That's fine. I, I like you don't, you don't have to <laughs> like a certain genre. I don't like screamo, which is like the same rhythm as Seth Rollins' music, but like I like I like the entrance theme. I I just don't like the like the the church choir fucking singing stuff. I would sing his music if I were if I were there live because I want to be a part of something. 
<laughs> you just want to fit in. Yeah, exactly. But, but the yeah. whole time you'd be singing it and you'd be thinking like, God, I hate, I hate myself. I hate right myself, now. which is what I always think. So, <laughs> um, Logan Paul made his entrance. Uh, first of all, he did it on a zip line. Um, That's true. Thankfully, he didn't fall and die. That would have sucked. Or would it? No, I, I mean, depends. Is he going to keep on putting on good wrestling matches or not? Not if he's dead. Well, no, I, I mean now. <laughs> uh, I Well, we don't know. I haven't heard anything about his contract uh, other than what I had heard previously was that it was coming to an end. And it, it like as of right now, all signs point to his contract is up and it's over. Yeah, that's the only thing I've ever liked Logan Paul for. Was that his contract would come to an end? No, is he was good in the ring. He so, was. So if he died after the match and he already wasn't going to wrestle ever again, I wouldn't care. Jeez, dude. That's cold-hearted. What? He he provides no other value to me. No other value? No, not really. It's nothing. You just hate him? I don't hate him. I just don't feel anything about him, him except that he he's a good wrestler and I want him to continue wrestling. Or but, die. Uh, no, I just don't care if he lives or dies. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, he came down to the ring with a prime energy mascot, uh, which turned out to be KSI, uh, who I have no idea who it was. Yeah, I don't care if he probably, does either. Probably probably the funniest, <laughs> probably the funniest quote from you from the weekend was when we found out that it was KSI and you were like, is that Lil Uzi Vert? <laughs> <laughs> because you had predicted that Lil Uzi Vert would be at WrestleMania. And I didn't know who Lil Uzi, I still don't know who Lil Uzi Vert is. I think he's a, he was, he's a rapper, a rapist. A rapist. Yeah. He was there. Yeah, he you was. Got, you got your points. Um, I know. Sp- Spanish announce table goes down during this match. Logan Paul hit a GTS, which a lot of people were freaking out about. Um, but Seth Rollins was able to win. You know, Logan Paul doing the good thing on his way out, putting the other guy over. Seth Rollins needed a win too. We talked about it last week. He's on it. He was on a three match losing streak at WrestleMania, so he needed this big time. Uh, and it got two and a quarter beers. Yep. And stand so I can hold on a second so I can lean back a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah. And it was, it was fun. It was a good match. Yeah. It was. Um, oh, that table spot. Did you talk about that already? I don't think so. Oh, no. Go ahead. No. So KSI, when he interferes, uh, he hit Seth Rollins and he like, pulls Seth Rollins onto the table and Seth Rollins is just fucking dead. Like Logan Paul climbs up to the top rope. He's going to do that, uh, that jump that he did in the Roman match. And he jumps and just as, as like he starts to, to make the jump, Seth Rollins slips off the table, grabbing KSI on the way out. And Logan Paul, uh, I guess frog splashes suicide dive. I would say frog splash. Yeah, it's more of a frog splash to the outside. Um, right into his his business associate, KSI. Yeah. Hilarious moment. Yeah, that it was is, funny. That, that right there was how the Spanish announce table went down. Yep. 
Um, yeah, I wrote that down and I wrote down that the Spanish announce table went down and didn't say anything about <laughs> how it happened. Yeah. Um, okay. Next match on night one, Trish Stratus, Lita, Becky Lynch versus damage control your narrative. Um, first of all, sup all the way Second around. All, yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Lots of tags and two counts in this match. There were. This is definitely where I started to get very full of beer. Just mm-hmm. At this point, um, Lita didn't look great wrestling-wise in the ring. She, I don't know, she just wasn't working at the speed of everyone else. Trish Stratus, though, like I said earlier, she still she still got it in both ways. Yeah wrestling ability and uh just suppiness yeah that's a word um the faces yeah suppicity is that is that it yeah suppicity suppicity yeah okay um but the the faces won this match i enjoyed it i didn't take a ton of notes on it but it was it was good for what it was other than Lita being a little slow, but I got two and a half beers. Yeah. Two and a half beers. And uh, we'll talk about it later, but could that be the last time we see Bailey? Why would it be the last time we see Bailey? Oh, Joseph. Joseph. Lots of things happen on Monday. Lots of things didn't happen on Monday that were scheduled to happen. Bailey said things online. Things are happening. <clears throat> I don't think she's going anywhere. That was kind of a joke. Uh, two and a half beers, in case I didn't say that already. And then, very good match. Like, probably two of the best entrances of the weekend, also. Ray Mysterio versus Sub Mysterio. Sub does a full on prison entrance, he comes in in the prison van. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. And then Rey Mysterio entering in a low rider with Snoop Dogg. Second time we've seen Snoop at this point. <laughs> halfway through night one. And then uh, we get a little Eddie Guerrero music. And we get Rey's like, full-on entrance. Um, the only weird thing about Rey Mysterio in this match and on night two when we saw him at the like Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, they put... they they trout everyone they trot everyone back out there on stage just to say like wave to the crowd and everything hello hall of fame and yeah for the hall of fame inductees his mask that he was wearing it did not look comfortable it made his face look super fat so i will say the mask itself looked cool but you're right it made his face look fat it looked like he was just getting squished the entire time yeah it just looked very uncomfortable and it was literally just because there was like these like pieces of the mask that like came like they just like extruded out right where his cheeks were so it just looked super weird yeah and just did not look comfortable like i said um the only so some other things other things here one thing this is probably michael cole's one of one of michael cole's best calls um called matches just like his passion for his hate 
for Her sub mysterio <laughs> reminds me of all the videos that like always go around when people post a video of like look how much jr hated kane yeah <laughs> when kane would make his entrance and you just hear jr be like look at this son of a bitch yeah. <laughs> like I just wish I could be as passionate about something as Michael Cole is about hating sub Mysterio. Yeah. He is my God. He's wonderful in, in the, in that regard. Um, sub throws a drink on Aaliyah, his sister. Um, the rest of the judgment day gets involved. Bad bunny. Um, he gets involved. He was there. He prevented Sub from using a chain. And then Ray Ray just whipped Dominic. Which yeah. was He beat him with the belt. It was hilarious. Yeah. And the, the, like that was the viral clip of Michael Cole that went around. That was like the most hilarious portion of this. Like Michael Cole was having an absolute field day when Ray was whipping Sub with the belt. Um and then a huge 619 for the win for Rey Mysterio and just a huge crowd pop. I really enjoyed this match. And uh, do, how much how much of this match do you remember, Joe? Uh, most of it. Most of it, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't I, I wasn't passed out. There. Yeah, you sure? Yeah, I was. I was totally not passed out. You sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's got 1.75 beers. And we move on to what was scheduled to be the second to last match of the show. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. SmackDown Women's Championship on the line. Did not main event night one. Lots of rumors that it would. Um, This was a really good match. Yeah. It was it, it, if the th- the same thing you said about the uh, the North American title is what I said about this match. This match, match of the would weekend? have what's that match of the weekend? Well, at least match of the night. If if the storytelling was as good as Sammy and Sammy and Kevin's storytelling, mm-hmm. this match would have been would have been better probably. Really? Yeah. It was incredible. We'll get to it, but I think you're you're hating on the main event here a little bit. I'm not hating on the main event. I loved the main event. But did you really though? The thing that makes it so good is the story. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll we'll get to it. Well, I I I can agree in some points. Like at at some points, it was kind of just like a spot slash super kick fest from the Usos. Um. But the yeah the the story it, really the ending of the match was just incredible, um. But Rhea and Charlotte, um, Charlotte at one point had just like twelve straight chops on Rhea, and this was just the point where I just got completely hammered on the night. I was done for. I think I stopped drinking after this, or at least playing the drinking game. I'm just out of practice. Yeah, out of practice. Um, both women bled. I have Charlotte's unibrow bleeding. I don't know why that says that. Maybe, maybe it was like above brow, or maybe she was bleeding right where a unibrow would be. And Rhea had <laughs> mouth blood. 
It was it was on the bridge of her nose. Was it? it? Yeah. Okay. It was it was carpet burn or mat burn. Okay. Uh because she gets real like throws her into the I don't remember how. Maybe it was I think it was a suplex. Uh like a belly to belly suplex or something like that. Yeah, but she would know. land on her back. Belly to belly? She would land on her back. Oh, then it might it was probably not a suplex. But it definitely she would also land on her back. She didn't land on her back, Dylan. On a suplex? I said maybe it wasn't a suplex. Oh. <laughs> okay, dude. Jeez. <laughs> um, well, Rhea Rhea had to go had to resort to hitting a riptide from the top rope to win this match and win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, the first Riptide didn't. Uh, I think Charlotte kicked out of that, so she had to do the top rope Riptide. It, it, it's just a really good match. It got three and a half beers. Um, and then we got to see the Miz and Snoop Dogg again. <laughs> That's true. Uh, apparently, the Miz at some point, like he claimed that he made an open challenge during WrestleMania. A lot of people were hoping maybe uh. I don't know, Bobby Lashley or LA Knight might answer the call when like this was all happening. Uh, turns out it was Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee did show up. He didn't do any commentating, but Pat McAfee was there at WrestleMania, got to have a match against The Miz, and Snoop, Snoop Dogg made the match official because that's just what that's what Snoop do. Um, he's the dog father of WrestleMania. That's true. And yeah, it was it this this was really nothing. It got it got a beer because of the McAfee return. And then we had interference from George Kittle, who was ringside, huge wrestling fan, tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, one of my favorite football players, strictly because he's a huge wrestling fan. This was good for what it was, I guess. But like no nobody knew that this was happening. I could have told you as soon as McAfee came out who was gonna win this match, but yeah. we didn't do predictions on it. Yeah. There there was no time. Yeah. When, McAfee, when it all comes down. McAfee won easy. It got a beer, like I said. In the main event. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos for the undisputed WWE tag team championships. Yep, and this is where Jay White made his debut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really I was really happy that this main evented. Uh I, we talked about it a lot last week. I thought it deserved it. The story deserved a main event spot. Kevin Owens main eventing WrestleMania, WrestleMania night 1 2 years in a row, which is crazy. Um even though last year it was a KO the Kevin Owens show that turned into a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Um, but this year, legitimate match. Like this, this was this was awesome. I, I, I just can't believe that. Like, the, if you really think about it, like, yeah, Kevin and Sammy are huge stars, but like, first, like a tag team match main evented a WrestleMania. I don't think that's happened since the first one. I don't think it's happened ever. I thought they said it hadn't the happened first, ever. The first, the first WrestleMania main, main event was a tag team match. Okay. Um, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm just gonna count to thirty nine. I don't think it's ever happened, other than the first one. Um, 
But the other big thing is just like the Usos main eventing the show. Like when you first started watching wrestling again back in 2017, like the Usos were on the pre-show doing huge, awesome matches with the New Day, but they were on the pre-show. Yeah. You know, like that that one SummerSlam match that was amazing before like they finally got their Hell in a Cell match yeah. uh, a few months later. Like the Usos deserved this so much uh-huh. like there's been there's been wrestlemanias where thought like man i just hope the usos get on the card they're an awesome tag team and they just don't because vince mcmahon hates tag team wrestling well triple h loves it so much that it fucking main evented a night one of a wrestlemania yeah which i loved it um Let's see. Kevin went through the English announce table. Um, and then we had our first ever kick out of the one D. Yeah. Since the Usos have been using that. Another huge Michael Cole spot here. Michael Cole was incredible on commentary for this. When Sammy kicked out of the one D, that was another one uh moment that went viral on social media. Michael Cole's call of that. That was awesome. Uh, Jay Uso kicked out of a Stone Cold or a Kevin Owens stunner, and then Ugh. you were just left in the ring with Kevin and Sammy and Jay Uso, and Jay was just groggy, and Sammy hits three straight Haluva kicks, and Kevin and Sammy are the new tag team champions, ending the reign of the Usos. Yep, over six hundred days. Yeah, amazing ending. Like amazing ending to an amazing story. Kevin and Sammy finished the story. It was never about anyone else finishing the story. It was always about them. It got four beers as WrestleMania night one finished with 17 and a quarter beers. Okay, let's get into night two, Sunday, and then we can quickly move through the weekly recap afterwards so that this show is not super long. Um... Brock Lesnar versus Omas open night two and match match of the weekend. Well, actually, first Miz and Snoop were out there again. That's true. So fourth time seeing Snoop Dogg Breeze, who not on the card would appear. Um, uh, I would say this went about exactly as I predicted, uh, other than the fact that Brock Lesnar bled. And that is what gave this match a. 0.75 beers. Yeah. If he didn't bleed, this would have gotten half a beer. It would have gone exactly how I thought. Omas dominating and then one F5 and it's over. Yep. I'm uh I guess I'm getting tired of uh the Brock Lesnar matches right now because they're all they're all based around Brock Lesnar's knee getting hurt. And that's why people are dominating over him at first. Well, maybe it's long-term storytelling. Maybe, uh, maybe the next person that he feuds with will uh, go after him. Maybe put him in a figure four leg lock, and he'll tap out or something. Well, the next person he's feuding with doesn't do a figure four leg lock. Of course they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Dummy. Yeah, it's not their finishing move, but yeah. You know, maybe that maybe that'll set him up for something else. I don't know. Yeah, we could talk about that when we get to it. There's a lot to talk about on Raw for Mania. Um, but yeah, Les- Lesnar wins. This match sucked. Um, 
I mean, I'm sorry. This match was the match of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Women's WrestleMania showcase fatal four-way tag team match. Uh, this also sucked. This match just kind of happened. Um, <laughs> Ronda and Shayna won as most of us expected. And they barely did anything in the match. I don't know what happened to Shayna, but by the end of the match, she was sitting in the ring. It didn't seem like she didn't want to stand up. Uh, her boot was off. Yeah. Um, Rhonda barely did anything because she had been injured leading up to the match. And yeah. it was just kind of like, you know, the other six women, they, they, they did some wrestling. It was, it was okay. And then as soon as Rhonda and Shayna, it was like, as soon as it was time for the match to be over, Rhonda and Shayna were in the ring and that was it. It was over. Yeah. Got a beer and a quarter. Quite literally it. The other thing that I will, the only other thing I'll say about this is the sharpshooter that Natalia does when she does it on two people. I don't know how or why, but I feel like she does it like so many times per year now where she does a sharp, a double sharpshooter on the two people. <laughs> it's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Please stop. Okay. I will. I was talking to Natalia. Okay. She's sorry. one of the three listeners. She's not. Um, yeah, definitely not. She's too busy taking booby pics with her sister. Oh. I'm pretty sure she still does that. I don't know. <laughs> that was, that was, remember, that was Rhonda and uh, what's her names? Natalia's whole feud. I quite honestly don't remember that because <laughs> yeah. I try to forget stuff like that. Yeah, it was bad. Um, <laughs> The other thing that was bad followed this and it it was bad and I feel bad for one Mr. Bobby Lashley. Yeah. They trotted him out there to show off that he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal with the trophy and then they just cut to commercial and that was all we got to see of Bobby Lashley all of WrestleMania weekend. Um he was very upset. He if if you looked on Twitter, like somebody, a bunch of people took screen grabs of this, but like he was liking a ton of tweets of people being upset for him. Yeah. Bobby Lashley is very upset at his creative direction right now. Yeah. Understandably so. Probably Vince McMahon's fault. It's just like, um, how, how do you not have a spot on this card for Bobby Lashley? Yes. I know he was supposed to face Bray Wyatt at this WrestleMania. And Bray Wyatt got sick or whatever the fuck happened to him. There was still like a month in between that where you could have done something or you could have had Bobby Lashley come out and destroy the Miz instead of Pat McAfee. Like, yeah, Pat McAfee's cool. Or but instead Bobby of Lashley, Shane O'Mac. Well, I was going to get to that. Yeah. yeah. Bobby Lashley deserves it more than both of those guys. Yeah. Shane O'Mac, Pat McAfee, and Snoop Dogg. Well, maybe not Snoop. He is the dog. <laughs> he is the dog father. Yeah, that's um, true. So yeah, I, I just feel bad for Bobby Lashley. Um, but then the next match was a certified banger. That's true. After banger, after banger, after banger. After Gun- hardly knower. Gunta versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre, Intercontinental Championship. These are the kinds of guys that should be fighting for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. None of them are none of them are from the United States. That's true. You know? I, I looked it up. 
Yeah. Um, let's see. The first two notes that I have for this was that there was five commercials before anything started and that sponsorships were also insane. <laughs> I don't remember what sponsored this match, but I will say that there were, there were a lot of like crazy, like just sponsor sponsorship, just, it, it was just everywhere during this wrestle. They, they probably made so much fucking money. Was this the cinnamon toast crunch one? No, that was the Ray and Sub. Oh, you right. Where you they right. had like a cinnamon toast crunch mascot out there. <laughs> well, that's what that's what the, apparently the Bray Wyatt Bobby Lashley match was supposed to be. Oh yeah, it was supposed to be a cinnamon toast crunch uh, cereal eating contest. <laughs> I don't think it was a cereal eating contest. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't going to be. Um, Craziest thing about this match, uh, Gunther did not need to be pinned or submitted to lose his title. <laughs> Which we only had l- learned er- like earlier the day before. Yeah. Um, and there was also no disqualification. Huh. Crazy. The other thing, so many chops. Yes. So many chops. I don't think... Was this the match that had shotgun chops? Yes. I thought I took a note of how many there were. I I think there was like 30. It was a lot. It was insane. Um because somewhere on some like I it has to be this one because I like I I remember being like, "Oh my god, that was 30 chops." Yes. Thank God that I had to go to that place on Monday morning and didn't play the drinking game on Sunday because this would have put me out of my misery. <laughs> and yeah, I would have been in rough shape on Monday morning. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Gunther rolled out like toward the end of the match. Gunther was out for a while. So we basically just got like a, a mini like Drew versus Sheamus match. They each kicked out of both of their finishers. Um, which was kind of crazy because those are two pretty protected finishing moves. That's true. And the Brogue kick and the Claymore. Um, and then Gunther eventually just comes in out of nowhere, power bombs somebody, one one of them, probably Sheamus, and retains the Intercontinental Championship. Probably definitely the right move. Gunther needs to retain. He needs to keep going. He should break Honky Talk Man's record, honestly. Yeah. Um, and this got four and a quarter beers. Yeah, it was a lot. This, I don't know. Was this the best match of night two? Um, I think so. I can't. That's not. Of... That's not to take anything away from the main event or Edge versus Finn. But no, fuck the main event. Well, it was still a good match. It was though. a good match. It was. It was. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, let's move on to the next one. Bianca Belair versus Asuka, where Joe made um, quite the joke for Bianca Belair's entrance. Do you remember this one, Joe? No. Uh, no, I don't. You don't remember when Bianca Belair was out there with all the little girls who were dancing, saying, oh, man, that's cool that they, they brought Nick Cannon's whole family out there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yes. Yes, I do remember <laughs> I do remember saying that. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up, dude. You care to explain? Well, Nick Cannon has a lot of children. Mm-hmm. And that was that was the whole that was the whole point of the joke. 
it's it's um, a it's a common joke actually to to talk about how many uh how many kids Nick Cannon has. How many does he have, Joe? I don't know. How many kids were out there? There were a lot of little <laughs> girls out there. Yeah. No, this was th- this was a really cool entrance though. Um, you know, le- like Bianca's always very big about the representation of her community, and she like this entrance was a very special moment I think for her, and then just in general for the weekend. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, we did find out something pretty sad about uh about this after the fact in the press conference. Oh, what was that? Oh, I think I might know. Is it about about one of the little girls? Yeah, the little girl that that was like right by Bianca's side uh, when she actually started walking down the ramp. Uh, Triple H described her as the contortionist. Um, yeah, because she did like some crazy contorting. Yeah, on the stage. Um, yeah, she found out earlier in the day before that entrance that her mom had died. Um, no. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't see that clip. I thought I saw so I did see something earlier in the week about that little girl, but I don't remember. I thought it was something that like she has some sort of rare sickness and that it was like crazy that she could still do that out there. No, it was it was it it was like Triple H understandably so as as like a father gets emotional during that that when he announces that. So that's 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 terrible. So condolences, thoughts and prayers. My yeah. goodness, that's terrible. But she still went out there with a smile. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, good for her. It's it's really hard when you hear stuff like that and talking about a match to like just get right back into talking about wrestling. Yeah. Like we do this for entertainment. And we watch for entertainment and you just like try to forget about some of the stuff that happens in life like that. And sometimes you still just can't get away from it. it yeah. That's, that's rough. Um, well, I hope she's okay. Yeah. And continues to be okay. Um, the mat, I mean, the match itself was really good. I really don't want to talk about the details of it now just because of everything that we just talked about. Yeah. Um, Asuka at the end went for the arm bar and Bianca, she did all of her strong lady moves in this match. And she just basically picked Asuka up and hit the KOD for the win uh, out of, out of from being in an arm bar, which was crazy. Yeah. Leaving uh, Asuka's record at like zero and five, I think. Uh it's either Owen. No, I think it's Owen four because they were both. Because Bianca, her first mania was a uh, WrestleMania 30, 34, thirty-four, right? So this would have been her fifth. Oscar's Asuka, defeated and Bianca's undefeated. Yeah, Bianca's on her streak. Look I, out! I never like. Maybe it won't be the same as uh as Undertaker's streak, but like percent chance. We, we we talked about. Who who is the next streak? And uh right now Bianca's I mean, if she the could only go, if she could go ten and oh, like yeah. She's not going like she's eventually she's not gonna wrestle as long as the Undertaker did. She probably started later than the Undertaker did. And like Well, Undertaker maybe, maybe not later, because Undertaker was with WCW before 
before our WWE. I guess that's fair. But typically, women don't wrestle, at least in their prime, as long as men do, because a lot of times they take a break to have children. Yeah. Now, will she or won't she? Because she has a stepdaughter, right? With I think, Montez? I think two stepkids. Okay. Um, so will she or won't she? Like, will she want a, a child of her own? Maybe. I don't know. That's not really like any of the details that we really need to go into. But in in like talking about like will it become a streak that could potentially rival the Undertakers? I I don't think she'll get any it, I don't think she'll even sniff the twenties. Um, let alone the teens on the streak, if it does continue. But I just don't think her career is going to last that long. Yeah, I mean, that, that's fair. Especially if she takes a break to have a kid. Yeah, I mean... And that's, just, that's just like a real-life thing that you have to think about. And and if she does, great for her, you know? Yeah, I'm not, like, not holding that against her or anything. I'm just trying to think realistically about it. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Let's see how old she is. Um, I would say... 28 um that, that would be that okay she's 33 okay so definitely not i mean yeah. i could see her going till she's 40 yeah she's in incredible shape yeah so she could do it and even if she slows down toward the end and just has one mania match a year to keep the streak going like yeah she could go until she's really old um, yeah, I mean, May Young did it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Um, I don't remember if I said it. That got a beer and a half. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, and then we had uh, the Miz and Snoop Dogg out there again. <laughs> uh, the Miz talking about the previous night where he had the open challenge. Pat McAfee came out, whipped his ass. How he had he to wrestle in a ten thousand dollar suit. Yeah, he was talking about how he didn't want that to happen again, and then. Fucking Shane McMahon's music hits. We haven't seen Shane McMahon since the god-awful Royal Rumble of 2022 that he helped <laughs> produce and put himself in the Final Four. And it was just terrible. And there were no surprises in the Royal Rumble that year other than him. It was just one of the worst Royal Rumbles of all time. Sure. <laughs> um, he ends up getting into a match with The Miz. I will say... I. This match got a half a beer and people who know the drinking game probably wondering like, oh, how did that get a half a beer? There was only there wasn't much beer left when Shane McMahon returned for the finish your beer uh, it, it approximately a quarter of a beer. And then the match itself got a quarter of a beer. So adds up to a half in case people were wondering. Got to explain it somehow. But <laughs> Shane McMahon. Just typical wrestling moves, you know, running the ropes, uh, doing the like the leapfrog with the Miz. Fucking, I, I think he tore his ACL. He tore his quad. Oh, he pulled a Vince. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I guess he tore his quad. They they pull they pull an audible. Snoop Snoop comes in. <laughs> Snoop pulls an audible. That was yeah. like that was finishes, like finishes the match. I guess there there were some people that said you could hear the referee Jessica Carr um telling Snoop Dogg like what to do. Like he she was just like hit a people's elbow and <laughs> end it. Um and then also like I think like Snoop and Samantha Irvin like just 
called the audible themselves and uh, along with the Miz, and that's how it all happened. Um, it was funny. <laughs> it, it it was it was a funny moment, and just to see Breeze, who not on the card, go out there <laughs> for the fucking fifth time, just to rub it in all of our faces. <laughs> and uh, the match of the Miz versus Snoop the the singles match of the Miz versus Snoop Dogg slash Shane McMahon got a half a beer, and Snoop Dogg wins the match. The Miz loses the match, and Shane McMahon. Did not finish. Now I'd make an argument that that should be strucken from the record because stricken, stri- stri- stricken. I don't know. I'm no grammatician. For, for for what reason? Well, well, stricken from the record for who? For the Miz. For he shouldn't. That shouldn't be a loss counted against him. Oh, because he wasn't prepared to face a Snoop to face Snoop Dogg, but well, he not, was. So what about the match against McAfee? It's not it's not a, a matter of being prepared. They kept the same match going, but somebody who wasn't a legal competitor made the pin. Okay, so maybe Miz should get a win against Shane McMahon, but a loss against Snoop Dogg, or this match just doesn't count at all. Yeah, I would say I would say it went to no contest. And then Well, that would imply the Miz didn't even win against Shane. Yeah. Mm. I'm making that implication. So he's 0 2 and 1 WrestleMania weekend. 0 2 and 1. That's a bad record. <laughs> All right. Um, sure. <laughs> All right. I don't want to think too much about it. <laughs> An ultimate match of the night Edge versus Finn Balor, Hell in a Cell. This match, for all the matches that got sponsored, this match was sponsored by some fucking exorcism movie that was sure to give me nightmares on Sunday night. Somehow I've forgotten all about it. Uh, that was probably thanks to the main event. Um, it was very creepy though. The, the, the like the preview they had for the exorcism movie. It was, was like the Pope's like, exorcism or something. Yeah. It was super weird. With um, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Uh, Edge got a brood entrance, but we didn't see Christian or Gangrel. Bummer. Turns out Christian uh, is actually still alive and well in AEW, Joe. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then the the demon Finn Balor paint looked fucking amazing. He got yeah. his old he got his old music back for this entrance. It was just a great scene. Yeah, it was fun. Um, we did think I think everyone picked Finn Balor to win this match, and we all thought like. We were we were in the clear when Edge did not check the integrity of the Hell in a Cell, Joe. Yeah. I he think wasn't. Maybe, maybe WWE has caught on to what we thought we caught on to, is that if you don't check the integrity of the cage, you're going to lose. But that's not what happened here. Edge won the match. Demon Finn Balor loses again. He's 0 for his last two. Yeah. What's going on with Demon Finn Balor? Well... I don't know. Uh, he was undefeated for a long time. Well, now he's de- he's defeated in his last two. Yeah. First the ropes, and now he gets concertoed. Um, yeah. They also brought back the New Day Usos Hell in a Cell kendo stick spot where someone gets trapped in the corner, even though they have full range of motion and use of their arms. <laughs> To, to be able to pull the kendo sticks out. Well, I don't think they did in uh, the New Day 
Usos match. I think they were smarter than that with the spacing of the kendo sticks. Um, maybe, but you could still figure out a way to realistically to do it. If you really wanted know. to, you could you could get out of there. I guess we'll have to try. We'll have to find a fence, maybe a softball field or, or a baseball field or something. Mm-hmm. Some kendo sticks or broomsticks. I was going to say the kendo sticks is going to be tough to find, I think. I don't yeah. think you can just go out and buy a kendo stick. And we'll see if you can get out. Me? <laughs> I don't like that. What if my... What if I get trapped there for days and I can't eat and then I starve to death? We'll we'll make we'll make an agreement. I'll let you out if you can't get out within a certain if you if you be, call mercy, I'll let you out. What's the safe word? Um I've been a bad boy. <laughs> That's five words. It's a it's a safe phrase. Oh, okay. Um the other big thing in this match that we didn't realize when we were watching, but if you've seen the pictures, you know what I'm talking about. Finn Balor getting busted open during this match when he had a ladder thrown at him. Yeah. You could see the blood dripping on the mat and they kind of stopped for a minute and they still continued the match. But did you see the picture afterwards? Yeah, he was fucked up. It was in 14 staples into his head. Yeah, that like, would suck. He got fucking destroyed by that ladder and it did not look that bad you could not tell from any of the camera angles that he was busted open that bad i don't know what they did in the moment to patch that up um but they did a good job yeah because like once once they resumed everything like you couldn't tell he was bleeding before yeah so yeah that was that was fucking wild um and yeah, he got concertoed and Edge pinned him. But the real question was, did Edge bleed? I don't remember. He didn't. Well, we said he didn't. Yeah. Because that's what we needed. Well, that's no, we, what I needed. Yeah. That's what I needed. Yeah, and we said he didn't bleed. Which sucks because Bree, Bree won the title. Well, she had a better tiebreaker anyway. Yeah. Well, it came down to the tiebreaker because Edge didn't bleed. Oh, okay. If Edge bleed if Edge bled, I wouldn't have needed the tiebreaker. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, that got five beers. <clears throat> I think that's the highest rated WrestleMania match. Um then we hit the main event. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes, undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship of the World. Cody Rhodes make his, makes his entrance. Not as much pyro as I thought there would be. Usually they like pan out to like show a um to show the stadium when the main event makes their entrance with their pyro and stuff. And we just got the normal pyro. Yeah. A little little low budget pyro here. I yeah. Thought. Um negative one was there. Brody Lee's son. He got Cody Rhodes weight belt. And uh, we and someone made took a, it away from him, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Roman or Jay yeah. or Jimmy. Somebody. Roman had forehead blood. Um, Solo Sokoa was out there. He interfered a few times, hit Cody with a chair. Um, and eventually, like, he got involved, like, a couple more times. And on the third time, he got tossed. Um, Roman goes through the announce tape. Like, this match was just awesome. So yeah. many near falls. Uh, Cody hitting a pedigree during the match. Uh, 
Roman putting him in the guillotine and Cody still getting out. A uh, huge ref bump, at which point the Usos come out and save Roman. And then Kevin and Sammy come out to get rid yeah. of the Usos. Um, and then Kevin and Sammy interfered on Roman. They hit stunner and Haluva kick on Roman, and he still fucking kicks out. And then we cut to the end. Cody Rhodes has hit two straight crossroads on Roman Reigns. He's about to hit a third one. And Heyman distracts the ref. And Solo comes back out, interferes. And hits him with the thumb. Yeah. Hits him with the, the deadly thumb, taped up thumb. Basically stabs him with his thumb. And Roman hits a second spear and retains. Cody Rhodes did not finish the story. Now, to note, I was not happy about this. You were very upset. Like visibly uh, um, upset. I didn't know how you were going to sleep on Sunday. Uh, Triple H did manage to cheer me up a little bit. How? Because in the press conference, he says, you know, Cody Rhodes is all about finishing the story. This isn't this isn't the end of the story. Mm-hmm. This is the end of the chapter. The story, okay. the story goes on. The other thing that got said this week was after WrestleMania, Paul Heyman did an interview with uh, Ariel Hawani and saying that this happening is going to be better and make Cody Rhodes a bigger star than he was going into WrestleMania. And I just don't agree with that one bit. Yeah, I don't I don't really see how how this hurt him. Yeah, big time, especially what happened on Monday, big which time. we're about to get to. But like think about in history all of the people that had like huge babyface runs and they get to WrestleMania and they have their big moment. Yeah. John Cena at 21. Um Austin at 14. Like like does Austin, does Stone Cold Steve Austin become a bigger star if he loses to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14 just so he can complete the story and win the big one the following year? No. Like let's say Shawn Michaels held on to the title and wasn't and didn't fuck his back all up. Like no, that's not how that would have happened. Yeah. Like, they would not have been bigger characters. Like part of this has to be like a little bit of this has to be Cody coming from AEW. Some of the things he said while he was over there, while he was out of WWE, like, you know that they just did not want to give this to him on his first try from the get go. So people are making comparisons to, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it was John Cena in 2012, where The Rock beats John Cena by pinfall. I did. I did hear about this one. Yeah. And then I think the next night on Raw, Brock Lesnar comes and attacks The Rock, and he is left no, there. No, he attacks Cena. Sorry, he attacks Cena. Yep. Um, and this I think is, this is actually a really good comparison because it's the exact same thing. I think the payoff does eventually see Cena coming out on top, beating. Well, first of all, Cena then feuded with Lesnar. I think they had a match at Extreme Rules that year, which Cena won. Yeah. I wasn't watching at the time, but I think this is what happened. And then the next year at WrestleMania, twice Cena in a wins, lifetime, Cena wins the Rumble. Rock is 
champion because champion. he ended he ended CM Punk's CM Punk run streak. Yet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had twice in a lifetime. Twice in a lifetime. <laughs> Once in a lifetime has to be like the. <laughs> I the mean, dumbest, the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. It. It. It really is like. The comparisons are there because, you know, you have uh, you have John Cena, the all-American boy uh, versus the Samoan powerhouse, you know. And then yeah. Brock, Brock Lesnar comes and attacks him. And now Cody Rhodes is going to went, beat him at Backlash. Yeah, either at Backlash or at, in Saudi, Saudi. Wh- whenever that's going to happen. I I haven't seen anything of when that's planned for, but. I kind of hope it's at Backlash, you know. Yeah, in Puerto Rico. But I could also see them. Um, let, let we'll, we'll we'll tie this into Raw and we'll get right into this. But um, I'll I'll just quickly wrap up Mania and then we'll get into it. Uh, four and a half beers for the main event, seventeen and three quarters of a of beers for night two, and then uh, I did take this note: if you combine both nights, it would be thirty five total beers which would make WrestleMania 39 the number three overall pay-per-view behind All Out and Full Gear from 2022. But we don't combine those because they're on two separate nights. True. Okay, Raw, after Mania. Let's just do the Cody Rhodes stuff, and then we can talk about the rest. But what's going on now is they, they basically opened with Roman. Cody came out interrupted he challenged him to the to a rematch i saw a rumor on monday that like i think even srs tweeted this out like there's a very decent chance that roman could lose the wwe championship on like this past monday that was like something that was talked about internally now what knowing what we know now obviously that didn't happen there was I don't know, three scripts that got ripped up. Vince McMahon was there causing all fucking sorts of chaos. Fucking idiot. He's a fucking asshole. But what ended up happening was Heyman on behalf of Roman declined the rematch. And then Cody basically like begged him for like, okay, well, I mean, you guys look ready. Him and talking about him and solo look ready for a match. Why don't we do a tag team match? And they set the stipulation of, your tag team partner has to have competed at WrestleMania. And they also, if they are your tag team partner, they will never be able to challenge Roman for the titles as long as he's champion. Which, at which point, Lesnar comes out. Lesnar's music hits. And the commentary team did a great job, because I forgot about this, reminded us that Lesnar already can't challenge Roman for the titles. I completely forgot that that was a stipulation of their SummerSlam match. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so they spend the entire night hyping up this match. And we finally get there and it just doesn't even fucking happen. Like, I was like, I sitting there on Monday watching Raw live because it's the Raw after Mania and then sitting through almost three hours of this entire show watching it live being like, this Raw after Mania has been fucking horrendous and then getting to the main event and being like okay at least i can look forward to this and then it doesn't even happen now yes there's reports that this is this has actually been planned for a really long time of cody brock of a cody brock feud 
And like, it's actually been planned for a really long time. And this is how it would go down. But still like, oh, it just pissed me off so much. Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of Cody Rhodes though. Yeah. So getting back to when is the match going to happen? I could see them writing Cody off TV for a little bit to sell the injuries. Um, and possibly doing this at the Saudi show. Yeah. I I would lean towards that. Okay. Right now, but that's just a guess. But that's not Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes wrestles injured. That's very true. Storyline and actual. Yes. Unless you think the torn peck was fake. <laughs> Do you remember when people said that? <laughs> said that it was fucking makeup. Yeah. Yeah, those people are dumb. <laughs> um, I'm actually it, it kind of upsets me that those people I like, I have to be associated with those kinds of people. Yeah. I think that that was real. Or fake, sorry. <laughs> All right. Um so I remember you were traveling on Monday and I advised you to not watch the Raw after Mania. Uh did you still go back and watch it? No, I watched clips. Okay. I I commend you for that. It was a horrendous show. Uh so the one thing that I definitely want to talk about here, which is kind of crazy, is the how the showcase fatal four-way tag team match matches lined up for Mania or from Mania. Kevin and Sammy came out for a promo. And they basically laid down an open challenge to anybody. The Street Profits answer, answered. And I was I was thinking to myself, like, oh, sweet. The winners of the showcase WrestleMania tag team match are going to get a title shot. Like, that's how that's what we thought it should have been. Turns out it was a non-title match, and the Street Profits got beat. Yeah. Additionally, the winners of the women's match, Ronda and Shayna, nowhere to be found on Raw. But we've already makes, talked about this. Shayna could be hurt. Which makes makes sense in two parts. One one or both of them could be hurt and two they're on smackdown the weird okay. thing is on monday they had a women's tag team match number one contendership match between um damage control your narrative who lost at wrestlemania versus live and raquel who lost at wrestlemania like why yeah well it turns out that it was supposed what was supposed to happen on Raw before Vince ripped everything apart. It was supposed to be like two sets of triple threat matches um, that would eventually determine a number one contender to the Raw Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. I think it was supposed to be those four women plus Bailey plus someone else. Uh, Bailey got written off, which is upsetting because Bailey's awesome. And you couple that with the fact that on, I think, late Sunday night, maybe early Monday, I don't remember when it was, but she tweeted out something like, I I have to go back and look at it because I don't have it written down anywhere. And I don't want to mess up what she said. Hopefully she didn't delete it. Um, it was something said, to the effect and, of goodbye. And, and sometimes the most romantic love stories or the most romantic love story comes to an end Bye. Bailey tweeted that out four days ago. Could she be done? I don't think so. 
I don't think so either. I really hope not. Bailey belongs in WWE. She's awesome. Well, so did Sasha. <sighs> Sasha got different screwed. attitudes though. Maybe I I, I don't know like. Sasha belongs in WWE too. Yeah, you're right. She personally to me, like she doesn't fit anywhere else. Yeah. Like she fits. Am I looking forward to a match at forbidden door? Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Sasha versus Jamie hater, Jamie hater or Brit or Tony storm. Even it's going to be Jamie hater. If she's the champ right now, she is. Yeah. I think she will be. By double or nothing, Joe, we could be getting Britt versus Jamie. Joseph. I know. I know. Come on. I've been saying that. I know. I've heard you. So, yeah. Raw was an absolute catastrophe. Um, And this is all coming off the heels of Endeavor buying 51% of the WWE on Monday. The deal finally went through. Uh, Triple H started the the show and said they they ain't going anywhere, and then proceeded to have the worst Raw after Mania of all fucking time. Uh, <clears throat> there's there's just so much around this whole thing to talk about. Um, like there's rumors of like the fan like the fans are gonna try and hijack SmackDown tomorrow. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. That's not going to fucking work. Like Vince McMahon is so oblivious to everything and anything that goes on on social media. And he just doesn't care and tunes it out that like he's not going to go away until some sort of vote for like new board members happens. Yeah. And they all vote him out unanimously. And it's just a question of like, when does that vote happen? And the vote probably won't happen until the whole Endeavor deal finally like actually goes through and they're they're in control. Like I, I think at this point it's like a handshake deal or like a like a letter of intent deal at this point. Like it's uh, going to happen. It's just they have to figure out all the I was under the impression details. that it was finalized. And Oh, I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, the I don't president. Think, I don't. I don't think things like that happen overnight. Ari Emanuel. Yeah, he he's by the looks of it, the reason Vince is back. Yeah, it it also seems like he could be a big yes man, also, which isn't good for Vince's ego. Stroking that. Yeah. Can we talk about how bad Vince looks? Oh, he looks horrendous. He looks so bad, like pencil thin mustache, dyed black hair. Like uh, honestly, it's like disgusting for his age. What 77, 78, 78. He didn't look bad for an old man. No, he looks bad now. Terrible. So fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, I. I just fucking hate him so much. I'm telling and- you. Smackdown tomorrow is going to be unwatchable. I'm not going to. I'm going to watch it just in the event that maybe it's not unwatchable, but we're back. We're back to what WWE was this time last year. It's just going to be bad until he's gone again. Unfortunately, they, they have piqued my interest enough. Uh, I'm not looking forward to what, what he says, but they've piqued my interest enough for, with the, 
uh, Triple H addressing the WWE universe. Well, he did the same thing on Monday. I know. But I am... I'm interested to see the dumpster fire that SmackDown is, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Like that part of it is what piques my interest is the potential dumpster fire. You're right. Yeah. I but think as far I as a some... fan of wrestling goes, I'm not oh, looking forward to it. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. If you like storylines and really good long matches that make a lot of sense and like good stories that make a lot of sense. We're going back um, to the SmackDown curse. That's what that's what Triple H is here to say. He's here to say, "Hey, we haven't been doing enough commercials right after entrances." Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! No. Um. Oh man, you, f- you made me forget what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, I saw someone tweet tweet out like that their opinion on the announcement that Triple H is going to open SmackDown. Um, they think because of the whole hijack SmackDown rumors that the fans are going to be like chanting fire Vince and all this stuff. Um, they're going to trot Triple H out there to kind of get on their good side because nobody hates Triple H. So they're not going to be chanting all that stuff while he's out there. And I'm worried that he's going to step down as the head of creative. I don't think so. I think he'll wait out, wait it out. I think he, I think he can wait it out until Vince gets voted off the board. It's just how fucking long is it going to take? I need it to happen ASAP. I need there to be a vote tomorrow. Hell tonight. I need I need the vote to happen right now on Zoom. Yeah. It can happen. It can happen. I don't know. There's part of me that hopes that Triple H goes out there and just does like the biggest baby face run of his life by saying, I'm not I don't care what Vince says. I am the the head of creative here. And just I mean, like he could, he could say that to try and make us think that that's that's the truth but we all know it's not well yeah i guess it would be in the booking you know like vince would have vince would be approving him to go out there and say that i know and then and everyone backstage knows that that's not the 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 truth and morale's gonna go down all the people that triple h signs in the last that's he signed in the last eight months are gonna go away a bunch of people are gonna request releases budget cuts people are gonna get cut and the WWE is going to go back to what it was a year ago, and it's going to fucking suck. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you. And they're going to continue to make fucking billions of dollars. Still. It's just upsetting. I just want my wrestling to be fun and good and stuff. Yeah. Like, like AEW and NXT were this week. I've really enjoyed NXT. Speaking of NXT, should we move on from how sad we are? Yeah, Dragon Lee made his debut against Nathan Frazier. Awesome match. Um, and Noam Dar was there. Noam Dar. Yeah, I don't remember many good matches out of Noam Dar, but I know I don't remember any bad matches either. So that's good. He also looks completely different than he used to. He used to rock like a short haircut. Um, now he's got super long hair. Well, super long comparatively, I guess. Um, but he's Isn't he a trainer now. I thought he was he was a trainer. Maybe. I honestly thought he got released because I thought he was part of the Me Too thing. Oh, I don't know. He I know he was like he was over on NXT UK. You know what I remember about Noam Dar actually? I remember the Cruiserweight Classic from him. And I remember pretty good there. That Cedric Alexander and him did a storyline 
where Noamdar stole Cedric's girlfriend, who was like, I'm pretty sure it was Alicia Fox. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Cheers to you remembering that, Joe. <laughs> My God. What a guy. I swear, some of the things that you remember, I just don't know how you do it. <laughs> um, But yeah, like I don't have many notes on NXT. Like I have the big stuff. Um, but some of the smaller stuff I didn't take notes on, but like the, 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 the big matches were good on NXT. Uh, you had that one. I just talked about, um, Indian Zoe was good. Wesley and Axiom was awesome. Uh, we can talk about the women's championship right now. Like Indy Hartwell, she had her match against Zoe Stark and then, um, Tiffany's epiphanies came out afterwards. She didn't say anything, but she's kind of there to be like, I want a match. And guess who else is back? It's Cora Jade. Cora. Sup. I saw someone tweet. I saw this and then I had the same thought. And I'll just leave it at this. It's just that I had the thought, but somebody tweeted out. Um, did Cora Jade get new headlights while she was gone? <laughs> <laughs> Did she? I don't think so. I I didn't really look too much into it. Um, but you know what? Sup. <laughs> so she's back, uh, big time heel along with Tiffany Stratton on NXT. I could probably see a Cora and Tiffany versus Indy and Roxanne match in the future, maybe. Um, they also announced their next live. Oh, their next uh premium live event. Did you see that NXT Battleground? No, did you, see, did you see when it is? No, when is it? It's the same weekend, maybe the same night as Double or Nothing. Oh, wow, I think it's the like May 28th. It is, yeah, May 28th. So, is I don't that... remember if I don't remember that. So, that's a Sunday. I don't remember if Double or Nothing is on a Sunday or a Saturday. It might it might be going head to head with Double or Nothing, and sorry NXT, but I'll be watching Double or Nothing because I will have paid lots of money for it versus not realizing I paid any money for it through a Peacock subscription. Um, so yeah, women's championship picture looking good. Uh, Wesley and Axiom, like I said, that was a great match, and then. Braun Breaker and and Mello, dude. Yeah. They were back out there on Tuesday. Um, looked like Braun was congratulating him, maybe on his way out. And then he just fucking decked Carmelo Hayes. Braun Breaker, full-on heel. A lot of people, Joe. I saw a lot of this online. Braun Breaker and Cora Jade, real life, boyfriend and girlfriend. In storyline, now that they're both heels could team up yeah i guess they could could be a good story i don't yeah. know that would pique my interest though yeah that, this was the opposite of a Braun breaker main roster debut but yeah that's i don't mind it now as much because he's a heel i've wanted this for so long and i finally got it yeah so i'm not upset at all like 
this is exactly what needed to happen with Bianca and Asuka was Asuka needed to turn heel and just beat the shit out of Bianca. Yeah. Spark something in the feud. Now, Braun and Melo could have a rematch and I would be so much more invested in it. The match would probably be 10 times greater because you have one heel face dynamic and two, I guarantee you Braun Breaker is going to be a great heel. Yeah. Because he's a big sweaty dude. Now, how do you feel about the crowd chanting one more time for uh, for Braun Breaker attacking Mello? Fuck the CWC. Yeah. Is that were they there? Were they at the CWC? Yeah. Yeah, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> like the CWC. Sucks. I just hate them. I just hate yeah. them so much. <laughs> Those people need to get a life. Yeah. Just, you know, like, just go away. Maybe. That's like the second biggest thing that's wrong with wrestling. The other one is Vince McMahon. The second the second biggest thing that's wrong wrong with wrestling right now is the fucking Capital Wrestling Center. Yeah. I hate them. I hate them so much. They're the worst crowd of all time anywhere. Yeah. I hate them. And the third biggest thing, the f- sorry, fourth. GCW. What was, what was third? I don't know. I thought you said three things. No. So the third biggest thing is GCW? Yeah. Or is there something else that grinds your gears more than GCW, yeah. but less than the CWC and Vince? I don't know. Probably That's probably number three. Tony Khan's cocaine addiction? <laughs> no, that doesn't bother me. Or his awkwardness? Oh, I'll say the, the third the third biggest thing is the, uh, the IWC. Yeah, but they provide some sort of entertainment. I like to laugh at the IWC. Yeah, but but the stupid like, oh, you're a, you're a bad person because you like this brand over the other brand. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Why can't we all just get along? Um, going back, speaking about uh, Tony Khan's cocaine addiction, uh, dynamite happened, <laughs> and we joked about this earlier. Jay Jay White. He's all elite. That's the first, yeah, first thing of the night. Fucking love it. I asked Leslie if she thought Jay White was a sup, and uh, she said he's got a great torso. <laughs> <laughs> he does have lots of abs, though. He might yeah. have as many abs as Tony Nice does, dude. Yeah, Isn't crazy. Um, but yeah, Jay White is all elite. There is so many things he could be doing. He's, um, so. It, it We were scheduled for a Ricky Starks Juice Robinson match. Jay White's music hits, huge crowd pop, and then him and Juice just beat the shit out of Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks did put up a fight, but looks like we're going to be heading into some sort of feud there. There is already like a built-in feud that was already ongoing with Starks and Juice. Um, so maybe Ricky is going to find a tag team partner. I don't really know. Maybe Adam Cole? I don't Could be. You think it's going to be a former bullet, former Bullet Club member? I doubt it. But well, I could then kinda, it's probably not going to be Adam Cole. I could see. Let me cook here. Maybe, maybe they book that tag team match: Starks and Cole versus Jay White and Juice. During the match, looks like Ricky's going to going to when Adam Cole are going to pull it off. They're going to win, even though they've been dominated the entire match. 
And then Ricky Starks is in there and he needs to get a hot tag to Adam Cole. Adam Cole just jumps off. No, Adam Cole is a white hot baby face right now. No, but like I could, you know, they could do that. They could do that. They could turn him heel. No, they won't. Not right now. Adam Cole works. I mean, he works both ways, actually. He's really good as both baby face and heel. Yeah. Um, all right. What else with dynamite? What do you want to talk about? Um, we had a big, big return in, uh, Sue. Sue. Yep. Um, so I guess big thing to talk about here. MJF got a key to, to Long Island. Yeah. Specifically the town of Oyster Bay. Yeah. Do you know where that is? Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 How far away is that from the house you grew up in? Uh, depending on which house it was, um, I lived in the town of Oyster Bay because the town of Oyster Bay encompasses like a very large portion of Long Island. Okay, cool. So you were like MJF's neighbor? Uh, Did he you li- know the Freedmans? <laughs> no, nah, he lived uh, three, four towns over. Oh, okay. Okay, well... I'm sorry that you didn't know him personally. I'm pretty sure he went to Plain View High School. I lived in the Plain Edge district. Oh, so you were on the edge. Yeah, he of glory. <laughs> and he had the he had a view of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're on the edge of the plains that he had a view of. Got yeah. it. Okay. I can picture <laughs> that in my head. Got it. Um <laughs> the whole MJF segment though was hilarious. Like Yeah. I it does beg the question though, Joe. Does MJF have a better voice than you do? You're like the karaoke king. Does MJF have a better voice than you? I don't know. MJF, I challenge you. Now, what kind? I mean, obviously a karaoke challenge, but how's that going to go? Do you each sing a different song? Do you both have to sing the same song? Different, different song, song, song of choice. Um, what's your song of choice? Crap. I mean, I don't know. I think I know the answer, but I, I mean, I think I'm going to go in with New York State of Mind. Oh, that's a good that one. Right? One of your best. That was always one of your best ones. Yeah. And and it'll really get MJF all hot and bothered. I'm know? just glad you didn't go with Fortunate Son. Not that you don't do it well. It's just it's just not it's not a it's not a contest song. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going for crowd reaction, New York State of Mind. Yeah. I saw her standing there. You were always good at that. That's it's fair. Um, yeah, MJF, I challenge you. Well, we'll see if he accepts your challenge. I am going to go out on a limb and say I doubt it. <laughs> um, but it does look like we're going to try and move towards this uh fatal four-way of the four pillars. I'm glad I don't think we're going to do singles matches, which is good. I, I think the Fatal 4-Way is the way to go. Um, and it looks like they might be just dragging it out until Double or Nothing, which I am not opposed to at all. I would love that to be the main event of Double or Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that'd um, be good. Also, actually, I did have one more question about Long Island, Joe. Uh, did you know Mrs. Benedict? Because she sounds like she was a stupid bitch. No. Which is exactly what MJF said about him. <laughs> cool. She said that he would never amount to nothing or whatever. And or he told she told the class, don't be like Max. 
or don't be like Mr. Friedman. I just wanted to see if you knew Mrs. Benedict or not. <laughs> no, I don't. Let's see if we could put a, a face to the name. Again, we, we, we grew up in different school districts. Yeah, but you know, I don't fucking know, Joe. Uh, and even if... I, I know people four towns over. Okay. But you also live in small town Maryland. Long Island's not that big. Long, it's huge. It's long. It's not big. <laughs> it's suburbia. They don't over... call it the they don't call it the Big Island. That's in Hawaii. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's suburbia. There like there are houses all right next to each other. You know, there's. I have I have neighbors. I have houses next to mine. Yeah, but one block over, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. What else? What else do you want to talk about? I already talked about Christian Cage being alive. Yeah. Um, back with back with the dinosaur boy. Yeah. Should we um, talk about Tony Khan's big announcement? Yeah, sure. All right. It's pretty big. It's a pretty big announcement. 90,000 person announcement. So you think it warrants the Tony Khan, like the graphic of Tony Khan is making a huge announcement on Dynamite? I just wish that they would go out, go ahead and say... Adam Cole has a big announcement for Tony Khan. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least this time, like Tony Khan made the announcement and then Adam Cole just added on. Yeah. Of the fact. So if you didn't know all in is happening this year, like a week before all out also maybe all out. Is it that soon? All Out is usually Labor Day weekend, and let me look and see. Um, would that be Labor Day? Yeah, it's literally the weekend before. Would it be fucked up if WWE did uh, Clash, Clash at the Castle? castle? <laughs> <laughs> On the same, well, I mean, eight, I, people would be going to Wembley versus wherever the fuck WWE does it. If I mean, even well, what if, if WWE, they did O2 Arena? It's way smaller than Wembley Arena or is Wembley it? Stadium. Yeah, Wem- Wembley Stadium is 90. O2 Arena is like a basketball arena, dude. Um, I don't think they have they basketball. Did, they, did, they did Clash of the Castle at Cardiff at that stadium. I don't remember what the sporting Sporting events up to 20,000. Okay. But yeah. the, Car- the Cardiff one, I think, was like 50 or 60,000. Wembley okay. is going to be gigantic. Okay. It's not okay. Ninety thousand fans. It's a lot. They might not get. They might not sell it out. I hope they do. It'd be awesome. That would be incredible for them. That 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 would be a huge landmark for AEW. Yeah. So um, it still wouldn't beat the uh, attendance record, which I'm pretty sure is that WCW show in in North Korea. Oh really. I'm pretty sure there there was a dark side of the ring episode about it. I didn't I didn't even know. Oh yeah, I remember the dark side of the ring episode about the North Korea trip. I don't remember hearing about an attendance record being broken, so I always just think that it's WrestleMania 32 or 38, whichever one in yeah. the uh in Jerry's world that got the more people. Uh the Mayday Stadium hosted Coliseum in in Korea, a 2-day Supercard co-promoted by New Japan Pro Wrestling and World Championship Wrestling uh, in 1995 with a combined crowd of 320,000. So that's 160K a night. Holy shit. 
That's a lot of people. Also, Nigel McGuinness was there, Joe. That's true. Nigel McGuinness is all elite. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to be wrestling. No, he's probably, probably going to be a commentator or a backstage interviewer or something like that. If Nigel McGuinness is the person that takes over for Jim Ross, I would not be upset one bit. Um, But also, like, Taz is there right now for Jim Ross, essentially, because they always just had it was Tony Excalibur and Jim Ross, and now it's Tony Excalibur and Taz. Nigel McGuinness would fit in with that that group so well. If, if we had Tony Shivani, Excalibur, and Nigel McGuinness, that would be an incredible announced team. I will say that AEW is famous for clearing people that were never supposed to wrestle again. I mean, Soraya, <laughs> Danielson. Danielson was still wrestling when he left WWE, though. Yeah, Christian had one match. Uh and it was a Royal Rumble return mm. before he went to AEW. Yeah. What else? Who else? Is just those two? Um, Big show. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's fine. I, I, I was I was just kidding. Um, I will say that it looks like if they sell out uh, Wembley Stadium, they will be in the top five for wrestling attendance records behind WrestleMania three at 93,000 silver uh, WrestleMania 32 at 101, 763 38 day one of collision in Korea at 150,000 and day two of collision in uh, Korea at 170,000. What about WrestleMania 38? It was in the same place that 32 was. 38 is I'm pretty sure 38 broke 32's record. Um it's not on this Wikipedia page. That's kind of wild. I know they got over 100k. They had to have. Um, I don't know. Um some other stuff while you're looking at that. Um BBC full on heels. Brian Danielson with the quote of the night. If you remember him saying this when he was like, he was like, uh, I love John Moxley. I love Claudio Castagnoli. I love Wheeler Yuta, even if he is a little shithead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was really funny. Um, and then they took a screwdriver to Hangman's face. Um, so WrestleMania 38. 77,899 on night one, 78,453 for a combined 156,352. What? Yeah. Vince's last mania. <laughs> How is that possible? That was in the same stadium as 32. I don't know. Maybe they had a big section blocked off or something. Maybe they didn't sell that many tickets. It wasn't COVID, right? No, this was last year. I mean, I COVID was still a thing, but... Everything was open back up. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Um, The BBC took, like I said before, before uh, they took a screwdriver to Hangman's face, uh, which you probably thought was disgusting and 
I, I personally didn't care for it. Yeah. I, I don't know why they chose to go ahead and do that. Um, but the main event, Joe, we got the match FTR versus the guns. The guns came out to a 50 cent song, which was, yeah, funny. it was really funny. Um, it was really good. The, this match got me so many times. Yeah. Um, but FTR, they won. They're sticking around. They must have signed news contracts. Yeah. The AEW makes me really happy. They must have watched, uh, Raw after Mania and been like, yeah, Tony, we'd like to win. We're going to sign our new contracts right now. <laughs> no, they made their decision about a month ago, I think. And oh, did you see that? Okay. I mean, I, I they tweeted that out a month ago that they made their decision and they haven't, they're not ready to announce it yet. Oh, okay. And then I saw them today. They were like, or today or yesterday were like, yeah, we like the schedule of AEW a lot better. We like the pay. We like the people. Yeah, I mean it's it's where you want to be. Yeah. Um so yeah. Sorry. Uh there the only thing that I just realized that we didn't talk about was Riddle returned on Raw. Oh. Okay, thanks for mentioning that. Yep, it happened. Um <laughs> So yeah, that was the cleanup from everything that we talked about. Yep. We talked about a lot on the show. It's been a fucking crazy week. There's probably going to be more to talk about next week. Um, so I'm thinking because we definitely missed out on news this week and there's going to be lots of shit that happens in the wrestling world this week. Uh, and we just had WrestleMania in you know, a big week. We're going to take a week off from retros because typically we would do one next week. Um, and this was a long episode. So you know what? Weekly recap and news next week. Once again, nice. uh, just because I know there's going to be a lot of news and we can kind of get a little bit more in depth next week with that stuff. So as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe. We'll catch you on down the road. Yeah.